time, you already know Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to start the show Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous, DJ Jeremiah We bringing the heat, man, this joint be fire like bruh We in the field, we in the field Bruh, we in the field, we in the field Just put it in work, we raising the bar What's going on? You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? Yeah, what's going on, everybody? This episode is sponsored by Rapzilla.com and Lightwork with Reach Records. Man, they are going to be actually out at A3C Conference. Make sure you get out there. It's going to be a crazy lineup. September 12th is going down. That's a Saturday afternoon from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Man, we're talking Indie Tribe, No Big Deal, What Up RG, Mowgli the Iceberg, Jerry Manna, Aaron Cole, Cannon, Raymond Soul, Byron Juwain, Wande, Paris Careers, V-Rose, Phil J, Akleso, Tommy Royale, Uzahan, Romar Jesse, Curtis Hoppy, and On Beat Music, man. It's going to be crazy. So make sure you come out there and support. Track Stars will be in the building. Uh, I can't wait, man. You excited about that, Sean? Yeah, man. It sounds like a really, really cool event. Um, shout out to Rapzilla and the Aaron Effect for putting yeah. all this stuff together. Um, it sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah, man. Uh, A3C Conference is really huge. Um, they have a lot of great uh, showcases that week, but they also have some great keynote speakers. So if you're thinking about going to the whole conference, it's going to be October 8th through the 12th. Make sure you're in the building, all right? All right, man. So... We were ge- well. First of all, let's acknowledge that DJ Jeremiah is not here yes. today. You'll realize how important he is. Yeah, oh no, he's very important. <laughs> he is very important to our show. We're not yeah. even gonna fake what he does today. Normally, I try and get my you know DJ skills on and try and pretend. We're just gonna do all that in post. We're, we're gonna hang out with our live crew today. Shout out to everybody that's watching live. We were coming in here geared up to talk about this Kanye album mm. that was supposed to come out, Jesus is King or whatever it's called. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't. I heard there was some event last night. Mm-hmm. Probably they got like a, a leak of it. And something kind of um, shot up on my radar. And I think we were prepared to talk about this album one way. But it may not be the way we thought. Now, there's a song that I saw on the new... I think Kim Kardashian tweeted out yeah. a new track list. Yeah. Um, and there was a song on there that I've actually heard before. And it isn't as Sunday Service... Mm as what i was expecting from this album. i guess the remix i don't know I, I i i didn't have enough time to go back and listen to it again because this is a song i heard a while ago but it has i think it has um uh what's her face uh Nicki minaj on it and i don't remember it being very like uh what i would have expected from this yeah. all right this sounds like what he's releasing as a, a normal kanye album are you prepared for this to be a switcheroo? Because I think you were very excited about this being a gospel album, like straight up gospel. Yeah, I, I was, man. Honestly, and I hope that it still is. I hope that it's just one of those things where um, we don't necessarily know what he's got planned. But I really hope this is not a blasphemous album. I really hope it's not. Yeah, I think. And we got Desi in the building with us. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well today, man. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out. All right. So you'll learn more about him as we go. But what do you think about it? Have you heard about this Kanye thing that was supposed to come out yesterday? I've heard about it. Yeah. Actually, yesterday was my birthday. So I was kind of appreciate it. So I was like looking forward to that after I got off work. Uh, We were watching a little bit of it when we got up on the road here. And so I was... I kind of figured that he wasn't going to do it, you know, because he did the same thing with Yandi. He was supposed to put that out and, you know, 
it just makes me, you know, wonder what he has cooking up, what he has up his sleeves, you yeah. know, from watching the Sunday services, you know, he's remixing all these different songs and I don't know, Kanye's Kanye. Yeah. Kanye gonna be Kanye, Kanye gonna do Kanye, and just from what I've seen past with his work, I have a feeling like um, I'm leaning towards the way he's there. I feel like he's gonna do a little switcheroo. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna throw something in there to, you know, we're gonna think it's one thing and then we're gonna hear it and then we're gonna be like, oh snap, okay. So um, you you big Kanye fan? Man, dude, like I was telling uh Kev, I used to worship Kanye before I got oh, saved. Wow. Literally, like I idolized him, like I tried to dress like him. So I've studied his work, I've listened to him, and I think my beautiful dark and twisted fantasies when I fell off, and that was around the time I got saved. I did not listen to Jesus. Okay. I thought it was you trash. didn't listen. No, it was yeah. trash. It's so long. But after ever since then, I've been kind of watching him, seeing what he's doing. Um, the believer and hopeful in me. Yeah. You know, I never want to write anybody off because I've been written off before. Yeah. But then also, I'm like, hey man, like if Kanye does it this way. What is this going to lead other people to do? Mm -hmm. And then is this going to give permission for other people to do the same? And then how is it going to affect potential believers? Yeah, yeah. New believers? And is it going to change the way we view, I guess you could say, Christian hip hop, Christian rap, gospel music? And it just makes me wonder. It makes me itch because I'm like, I want to hear it. But then at the same time, I don't want to hear it because, yeah. you know, mm. how much of an influence is it, how much of an impact is it going to do? Yeah, I, I was a, I was a big, big Kanye fan. It's one of the first things me and my wife connected on, actually, because we were both Kanye fans. But mm -hmm. recently, as of a couple albums ago, she stopped listening mm. altogether. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, I didn't, but I mean, she did. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that the the song, and I don't know if you guys may know more about this, but the song that's giving me pause that this is not what we thought it was. First of all, the first, the first track list that Kim tweeted sounded like a straight up like benediction, like like sermon outline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one has a song on it called New Body. I am pretty sure I've heard that song New Body, and I'm pretty sure it's not a Christian song. So that's what's giving me pause. If anybody mm. knows what I'm talking about, please confirm. Mm. But if this song, so let me just tell you the track list as it is of now, right? Up from the ashes, follow God, on God, water, Sunday, LA monster, new body, use this gospel, hands on, Selah. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, the first track list was definitely different. It, it was, was. It the was first track list was, was uh, garden, Selah, God is good, baptized. Um, Sierra Cannon, uh, hand hands on, walk the dead, wake the dead, water through the way through the valley, sundown and sweet Jesus. Is it possible? Sunday. Because I was thinking about this yesterday. Because mm -hmm. if you if you've seen the response to Kanye's Sunday services, it's like people are going in droves. Like this mm -hmm. is like this is like a revival he's yeah. causing right mm -hmm. now what is their mo what are people's motivation from being there mm -hmm. is it really because they want god or they want to get close to kanye and kind of hear you know what music i heard this i was talking to someone who um is very close to a lot of these celebrities even kanye and he was telling me about when eminem went to church right he went to church for the first time because he was broken he was dealing with drug and depression mm -hmm. eminem, eminem. Really? yeah and he said what happened was Eminem got to the church and everybody asked for autographs. And the whole time he was trying to like pray and get through the sermon, people were just like, like, like tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah. And he said that ruined church for him and he never went back. So I, I, I would imagine this is kind of like the Mace situation where I know a lot of people went to church just for Mace. Yeah. Right. I, I, but I think you raised a good question. How do idols 
find Jesus. If Man. you are yourself an idol, you said you worship Kanye. Yeah. Yep. How do idols that's find Jesus? That's weeding out who's who's not. That's weeding out the church, right? Mm-hmm. It is. We've had celeb- we have celebrities at my church, right? We have um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Stampley is a member of my church. Um, a couple other gospel artists, as well as uh, we've had Tyler Perry come a couple of Sundays. Mm-hmm. It was like the pastor said, "Oh, hey, Mr. Perry." Look over, look back at the pastor, right? Because you you have to be at that place where in your spiritual walk, Mm. you're not worshiping anybody but Jesus, right? right. You're not looking at anybody with those eyes of, of, man, oh, this is great. Other than where you're really there for, right? You're in church for that reason. But even in church, don't a lot of people go because of the pastor? Isn't he the celebrity that they're going to see? Yeah, but it's also because he's bringing the word too, mm-hmm. right? Like if the pastor was just going, if the pastor was just saying, "Hey, I'm singing on Sunday morning," I don't think half my congregation is going to show up. Like I, I know I'm not showing up if he's just singing on Sunday morning. Like I got to go hear the word. I'm not mm-hmm. coming to hear you your rendition of uh, "Take Me to the Take Me to the Mountain." But, is, but there's some of that there, right? <laughs> there, there's some sort of like I trust this guy. I think yeah, he's a like, really good speaker yeah. and i want to be close to him and i want yeah. to hear from him that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit of like totally idolatry right i don't know i don't i don't know honestly because the the other question is if you're not at church service what are you doing if you're getting your word like are you going to look in your word yourself and if you are how long are you going to stay in it what are you actually getting from it? are you studying is it fresh for you so there's a lot of yeah, i think about a lot things. of things when i get my family up for church on sunday morning but are we are we making idols out of these people yeah that's good mm-hmm. for us to be there and, and hear the word in that way i mean that's that's part of you're supposed to not for say gathering together mm-hmm. with other yeah. believers people are supposed to get up and teach and all that kind of stuff but are we turning it I into think sometimes we can uh scripture yeah. that came to mind is where like um it's not about Paul. It's not about Barnabas. It's not about who waters the seed. It's not about who grows the seed. You know, we, we can't get focused on who delivers the message. And yeah. um, it can be intoxicating. I know that there are times I've heard of people saying, like, if so-and-so is not preaching, I'm not going to church. You know, and, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. He's mm-hmm. going to move. It doesn't matter who's delivering the word. But like you said, sometimes we can... It, de- it really depends you know in my mm. earlier walk i feel like it had to come from this specific vein it had to come from this specific way yeah yeah but then when i realized like it, it comes from the holy spirit and it doesn't matter you know whether it be somebody who's been preaching for 30 years or somebody who's preaching if the holy spirit wishes to move through or however he's going to move there's been times when my pastors left church and then we had a guest speaker and i wasn't going to go but i went anyway because i'm like okay and then i go and i get rocked that morning yeah because i realized like i'm here for the word it's yeah. it's not about this the, the pastor and i see where it's going to issue with um with like with like kanye and like these idols and things like that is um i would say it depends on like the congregation and 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 the way you've been trained like yeah. if you're in a if you're in a church where you do have high profile people that come through even if they're just local celebrities um when I'm at church, I realize that we're all we're all there to worship. Yeah, we're, we're not there. It doesn't matter who's in the building. You know, we've had local celebrities come in our church. Yeah, and we just look and like, okay, that person's here. But I, I, I but I think well, I'll, I'll confess to something. Um, I I went. We were looking for a church when we left our last church, and I talk mm-hmm. a lot about our old church and some of the problems we encountered there. And I do think our old pastor became an idol for a lot of people. Right? Mm-hmm. And when we were hopping around looking for churches, I stu- we stumbled upon a church my wife found, um, and I won't say the name because I don't want people flocking because for the same reason. But when I walked in the door, there's Lecrae. I'm like, oh snap, this is Lecrae. Now remember 
the situation we're in. Lecrae is probably the idol for a lot of Christian mm -hmm. artists, right? Um, and I never thought I felt this way, but when I saw him, I got nervous because Lecrae represents opportunity for people. It does. He mm -hmm. represents um, somebody with a like mind that's successful. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like he's doing what yeah. I mm -hmm. want to be able to do, that kind of feeling you get. Mm -hmm. And I and that hit me. And I was like, I don't like that. And I remember I, I sat down. We, we got ushered to our seats. We sat down. And he was in front of me. And the whole time I'm supposed to be listening to what's happening up here, the whole time I'm like, am I supposed to? You know, I'm, I'm, am I supposed to be talking to him after the service? Is yeah. this is this an opportunity for me? Is, is should, yeah. should I shouldn't we know each other? Mm. You know, that whole thing was going through my mind. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to feel like this. I don't. Mm. He's yeah. not special in any kind of way that that deserves my attention instead of what I'm supposed to be learning from God. So when I felt that way, I know that hinders a lot of people. Mm. Somebody like Lecrae, who in our world may be a celebrity, but he's not a celebrity on the scale of a Kanye. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was Kanye? Yeah. How much more he distracted I would have been? So I just wonder if we are responding to this in a way that even Christians, even mm. even people who disagree with it or agree with it, we're responding it to to it in a way that says that he is an idol for us. So it's, it's it definitely is a mindset. You've been there with me. We've been at Radio One, and we've seen tons of celebrities. I mean, I remember one day you and I were standing in line, and I think like Paul Wall and um, and uh, Mike Jones were like right in front of us. We were getting we were we were at the uh, Radio One table getting lunch or whatever, and they were standing right in front of us. And for me, prior to 2010, I've met probably every major celebrity that you could probably name, right? Rapper, actor. Uh, because of our affiliation with our last company and I never posed for a picture with anyone even the ones that when I met them I was like super super geek but I don't like being that person on social media or or um and social media was really just popping off at the time but I was like I don't want people to think this is what I think my life has come to mm, right yeah, I don't want yeah. people to think that I'm so enamored with this person that I gotta put it on social media that I'm standing next to them. I feel differently now about track stars and, and when we do social media because it's a different type of um, reaction that we're looking for. We're looking for people to be able to see the artists that we're working with and, and see that this is a movement, right? We're not doing this by ourselves, so it's different. But with those other artists, I mean, those other celebrities and artists, it was just like, yo, I am, I put my pant leg on the same way they do, right? right? And we as Christians have to remember that there's no standard that anyone sets higher than God. And so if you look at if you look at it for the right reasons, then you will get the right thing out of it. I remember being there um, with you on a Sunday where uh, Lecrae was actually in the lobby, right? And I was thinking, oh, wow, that's crazy. That's Lecrae. And I just pointed it out to my wife. I was like, you know, that's Lecrae right there. And she was like, oh, really? Okay, cool. But to me, it's like you just you you recognize that you're in the room with that person, and then you just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm a, there was someone that told me something. Uh, it was a pastor, and I, this is stuck with me. It's not like scripture or anything, but like what he said really made sense with me. He was like talking about idols. He was talking about how we worship idols, especially here in America. You know, American idols. And he was like, I don't understand how us, even as believers can want the attention of these people so much yeah. when we can get the attention of the creator that made them anytime we want. Mm -hmm. He was like, why would I rush and go out of my way to get the attention of creation 
when I at any time I want can get the attention of the creator. And he said that helped him when he was starting his ministry yeah. and he would come across a lot of prolific people and he would be thinking, man, if I could just get next to this person, like he was saying, or maybe uh, this is the way we're programmed. You know, we always are, we're like everybody in America is trying to be an entrepreneur. So we're always trying to take advantage of the next opportunity, you know, and I'm pretty sure there's some people that went to the Sunday service like, yo, I got my demo tape. If I could just get next to Kanye, I'm going to just talk to him and say whatever. Um, that really sobered me because I was like that, you know, sometimes even now I got to check my flesh. You know, um, if I find out something or am I going to this opportunity because I'm really going here for this yeah. or is it the Holy Spirit? And when I realized that, man, though, I can get the attention of my creator anytime I want and I can talk to him, it 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 smashes those idols because it has no choice but to and i realized like yo like why am i bugging about this you know yeah. like, i could talk to god you know why even try to talk to these people the heart the hardest thing is um you can't trust your heart right yes. because your heart can lie to you right mm -hmm. so you could be sitting there like you know what this this could be a god moment like mm -hmm. i how did we choose the church that Lecrae would be like, this is supposed to happen. You know, like your mm -hmm. heart could lie to you mm -hmm. and you get caught up in that whole cycle of this. This is what God wants me to be doing right now mm -hmm. versus realizing that you are now a slave to this thought instead of what you're, you came here for in the first mm -hmm. place. That's right. You didn't come here for that. You came here for me. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that kind of I don't want to cast that on everybody who went to the Sunday services mm -hmm. because yeah. Kanye's dope. The songs that he's been putting, the remakes of songs he's been putting out have been dope. But I just, the fervor of excitement over Kanye and church and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff is like, man, I, wh what are we excited about? I, the only excitement, the only glimmer of like, oh, this is interesting mm -hmm. is, man, what if this is real for him? That's exactly. That's, that's what, what if this that's is what my really hope has been. The same thing. I don't care how good the music yeah. sounds. I don't care about any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. The only glimmer of hope is, man, what if the Holy Spirit is doing something with this, yes. this guy? Yeah. That would be super exciting. Yeah. Not, be, not because he's more special than anybody else, yeah. but because because of his talent, I've actually followed him for a long time. And that would be an interesting yeah. end to that story. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not a, a Kanye fan like that. I'm not a, a fan of hip-hop, like, mainstream, period. And so, anymore, right? And so, for me, um, I could go... And, and just hear what his service has to say, but I probably wouldn't even go. I probably would just stream it because I probably would be disgusted by what I'm seeing other people do. Like the whole Mace situation, I talked to a lot of people who had joined Mace Church and they were just like in awe. And I, I used to be like, yo, be careful with that, right? Like, don't just go because he's Mace. And they were like, no, you're wrong. The pastor's this and the pastor's that. And then when his situation unfolded, I was like, dang. Like all these people who came to see him who got their walks twisted. Like I know they were, their walks were a little twisted. Like some of the stuff they were telling me that he was saying in the pulpit. And I was like, yo, that's not even like biblically sound. Like that doesn't even add up to the word of God. Why are you saying, why are you repeating that? And they were like, no, 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 the pastor's this, the pastor's that. And then when he had his big falling out, I was just like, yo, I really feel for those people who went chasing after that, right? That's really, really scary. And so the same thing with Kanye. If people are out there chasing after his words um, and not the word, then we got a really serious problem now. However, if his heart is changing because of this, I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. I know everybody on our call, when we discussed this for the first time, they was like, yo, calm down. You know, it's like when Christians get excited about big celebrities doing something, but it's like, 
the excitement of it, right? When the Eagles won the Super Bowl and they posted the video prior to the Super Bowl Sunday where they were getting baptized in the hotel pool. Like that was really dope to me, right? Like this is Jesus coming through a major platform and people are seeing it in a whole nother way. And so um, to me, that's really what excites me about when these um, when these um, ball players get up and they say, man, I just want to, we won the national championship or we won the Super Bowl or we won the NBA finals. Like, I just want to thank Jesus and my God for how, how he helped us get to this point, right? That is exciting. And so the same thing with Kanye. If he's got a platform size that's so big and he's really turning his heart to Christ, he can bring other people into, know, into knowledge of Christ if he does it right. Yeah. He's got to do it right, though. What's your What's your guess? Based on this new track list, what's your guess? Is this going to be a gospel, God-focused Christian hip-hop album? Or so, is this going to be a, a normal Kanye album? I just read something that scared me, right? It was like, I said, ooh. So the album's dropping tomorrow. Oh, it is? Dropping on the 29th, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dropping on the 29th. But they said, hey, guys, you know, they oh, put out on an, Sunday. Yeah, they put out an official tweet or whatever saying, hey, we wanted to change out some mixing and mastering and tweak it and get it right. So I was like, OK, did he let people hear this? And people are now changing his influence and saying, you got to. That's what I was there. worried about. OK, yeah. that's where I was going. What if the first track list was complete God focused Christian blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's been doing these Sunday services, building up to releasing something like that. And then he realized that people were getting excited about this new album like it was going to be like another My Beautiful Twisted Dark such and such, right? And he realized, oh, wait, that's not what this is. So he was like, I can't put this gospel thing out. They're going to kill me. They just killed Chance for doing something similar, right? So what if he changed it at the last second back to a normal Kanye album? He grabbed some of the stuff from those... Yeah, what was it called the seven song albums that he put out with Nas and mm-hmm. Pusha and all those people and he just grabbed some of those and, and put out an album what if he got scared out of putting out this Christian album yeah that, mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy because this track listing is totally different so let me let me read this real quick I don't know if it has anything any merit with the, what's going on it says most of the Jesus is King's tracks previously seen on the original track list have been cut from the new listing um, these are Clay Garden uh, God is baptized, Sierra Canyon, Hands On, and Wake the Dead through the valley and Sweet Jesus. However, some of these might just have been renamed by Ye. So maybe he renamed them maybe. and they're still the same. Um, but based on Kim's August 29 tweet, which shows scribblings on the yellow pad of the paper, Kanye fans speculate that uh, Breastplate of Right, as well as Kingdom Strength, Lion, Glory, and Fire could be titles that didn't make the cut. So I don't know. Has anybody else heard the song New Body? I don't want to play it because I don't remember the content, but I swear I look that is the, not. No, that could be the linchpin right there that this <laughs> is not what we think it was. All right, I'm about to look it up on lyrics, Jamie. So, I, 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 again, at the end of the day, I hope people aren't getting sucked in because this is, this is a great way. And, I, and I'm not in the business of judging um, people's motives and tensions and all this kind of stuff. But the one thing I worry about with all this stuff that we're doing, all the progress Christian hip hop has made and all this kind of stuff, it's very easy to suck people into stuff when you say God and Jesus is doing oh, something yeah. with my life. Oh, yeah. Because people want that to happen. Exactly. So if he's been doing all this stuff and he teases that he's going to be putting out this Christian album, and he doesn't all the people who got excited and all this Sunday service stuff are going to get 
sucked into something that it wasn't what that he said it was. Oh yeah, New I remember the, the one of the first people that told me about Chance the Rapper was my aunt. She was like, "Have you heard of this new Christian rapper, Chance the Rapper?" I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, that's well, yeah, I, yeah, kind of, you know." So it's it's really dangerous because a lot of church people can can be lured into listening to stuff that they didn't expect to be so absorbing. So I would say for the people who are making this transition between making what they used to make and flirting with the idea of making godly stuff. It's a huge responsibility. Everybody who is out here calling themselves a Christian rapper and and I'm making godly music and I'm a godly this or a godly that. It is a huge responsibility to make sure that you're not leading people astray. You are now, I think, I believe in God's eyes, a minister. That's what we were just talking about before we got here. You you are now a minister. And the warnings against ministers who lead people astray are scary. It's crazy. They're scary. So... There's no judgment to anybody who's going through this transition, but just know that the the, the weight of what you're doing is heavy. It mm-hmm. is. It's really, really heavy. It's so, really heavy. new body is a problem. <laughs> it came out in July of 2019. Yeah. It is very, very un- un-Christ-like. Yes. Okay. So, okay. if that's what we got going on, y'all, that's what I was afraid of. Again. That's what I was afraid of. But let me see. It looks maybe, like maybe the track list. The track list doesn't spell it the same so maybe maybe maybe, maybe, maybe. he means new body like you know your resurrection like, yeah, body yeah, when you body. when you when we go to heaven you maybe that maybe he changed it maybe he switched maybe it up. He, i hope he i hope so all i could do is hope but that's just a bad sign for me so just get ready if you if you're a christian you were like super excited oh this kanye joy is gonna be so just it's maybe just another it's right out of la monster mm-hmm. too so it makes me wonder like it could be different it could be different it's well, spelled differently on his on his hotel bed sheet than it is on his uh on his lyric genius whatever whatever. okay so we'll see well if it comes out tomorrow we'll 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 break it down next week and do a dissect on it but it's interesting this is all interesting we'll Mm -hmm. see i I wish i could have uh seen a stream of what he did uh yesterday at that event in detroit um it's just interesting. I think just 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 be neutral on this. If you were excited because I think you were saying you were excited because you thought this was going to be like this Christian thing. I think everybody was excited to see what a Kanye fully Christian album would sound like. But I don't know. I don't know if we're getting that. Anyway, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. It's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. All right. Entertainment Report time. CHH News. Rapzilla, along with Reach Records and the Aaron Effect, Reflections Music Group, and Track Stars, and many, many others, are producing the Artist Showcase at A3C, the nation's largest hip-hop festival and conference. Check out the schedule when you get a chance to go to AC3 Festival. Uh, Friday, October 11th, um, the Critique Session Live. Uh, so Rapzilla is actually doing a Critique Sessions Live before the showcase on Friday, October 11th. And then on Saturday, again, October 12th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mm. Uh, this is great for indies because indies can now actually submit music if they want to be a part of the festivals. And now understand that if you submit your music, then they're going to expect for you to be there. So if you're not able to get to Atlanta, it's not an opportunity or a possibility that you'll get there, then don't do the Lightwork Showcase Indie Showcase Review. 
So Saturday, October 12th, uh, they are going to actually have the show. Uh, tickets are $15 for Early Bird, $20 at the door. It's going to be awesome, amazing. Uh, like I said, we'll be in the building too. So I uh, hope you get a chance to check that out. Um, also, uh, in news, the founder and CEO of Relevant Magazine says he's stepping away from the evangelical Christian publication just days after several former staffers raised concerns about the pastor's behavior, mm -hmm. which they described as racially insensitive and toxic. Over the last week, I've heard from former members of the Relevant team pointing out long-term intensity uh, that I had sensitivity problems and uh, poor leadership on my part, he wrote. I've heard about patterns of toxic communication that have caused pain for members of my staff. I've learned how my insensitivity has hurt people. And when it came to women and people of color on our staff, people still say that people of color. I guess they do. All right. Yeah. Um, I was blind. <laughs> I was wondering. Color, color. Yeah, 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 yeah. Color. I was blind as to how some of my statements were especially insensitive and hurtful. He added, "I've caused pain to a lot of people, and I'm deeply sorry." Um, I can't explain this any better, but I'm taking a sabbatical or leave of absence for an extended period of time to engage a process of healing, growth, and learning. What do you think about that? Uh, we may have to talk about this. Mm. Yeah, because I think I think the later. issue is yeah. what I talked about yesterday. Like, there's you, you wake up and and you're no longer colorblind. You wake up and you see things happening, and you're like, you're pointing it out. So yeah, we may have to make this a topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was a little shocking because uh, I'll, I'll admit that uh, Relevant Magazine has been one of our um, examples to follow. Yeah. Of what we want this to look like one day. So to hear that is interesting. <laughs> it's very yeah. interesting. What else yeah. you got? Because uh, we did a package with them a while. We have back. given them money. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, okay. Cool. 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 All right. Carpet section. To a racist. No, I'm just <laughs> Carpet section. <laughs> Um, D Black, Art of War EP, Aha Gazelle, September Season Pack Volume 1, K Sade, Uneven Ground, All Odd Single, Thizzle, We Torn City, uh, Single, uh, Tiwala and Dayton, Revolt Single, Mission featuring Aaron Cole, Made It Safe Single, Latoria, Caught Up Single, Avi La, Where You Been Single, Jay Crumb, We Gonna Make It Single, and James Garden. Ruminate single, mm. so that's your copy section. So make sure you go out there and support that great music. What do you What do you got working um, over there? Let's see. Well, I have my album EP that I dropped this year called Dream Big Little One. Dope, it's inspired dope. My, by my little son. Dope, um, cool. And then I just launched what's called the Urban Arts Academy in my city, where I teach hip hop, dancing, breaking, popping. I work with at risk youth. I work with special needs. Oh. And so um, we launched it during the summertime. Mm -hmm. And so right now we have about maybe 10 students enrolled and we're just looking to spread it in our city. We don't really have much of a I guess you could say hip hop, hip hop scene where I live at, mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the like breaking and popping and all that. I had to come to either Atlanta or live on the West Coast to get some of it, and so um, I just felt led by the Lord to start something here and connect with a lot of local dancers. So my wife and I do that. We actually do it at my church, which is even better. And then, like I said, the album just dropped, and getting ready to have another baby too. 
Okay. okay. So baby number two. So okay. we, we, we dropped it so early because my wife was like, we found out we were pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, this is where all the marketing money is going to go to. Drop. Yep. And so um, you guys want to just check that out. It's on all streaming platforms. So tell me your name. Tell cool. them how to find you. All right. So my name is Desi Yates. D-E-Z-Z-Y. Y-A-T-E-S. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, just at me. Hit me up. Uh, it's D-E-Z-Z-Y underscore Y-A-T-E-S. And I like talking to people. Dope, dope. That's what's All right, up. man. Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Salute, salute. This is Eshawn Burgundy. Right now, you in the field with the track stars. Yeah, yeah. All right. Back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? Mm-hmm. All right. This episode is sponsored by trackstars.com, nectardistribution.com, Nectar Distro. Make sure that you go to www.nectardistro.com. Dot com. It's an opportunity for you to see if you need help get all your music out there for digital media releases. All right. All right. We are still joined by Desi, but now we're joined by Latroya Hester. How are you? I'm doing great. How Hello. you guys doing? Good, good. Tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay. Uh, I am the founder and director of Media Woke, and we are, are established really just to help people understand how all media, music, television, magazines, all the things, how it kind of has an, an effect on your spiritual walk. So we know that lyrics and music and all that kind of thing can change the way you think about people around you, change the way you think about the world, the way you vote, the way you buy products. But I'm trying to get people to understand how media and entertainment affects the way we follow Jesus. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to need your help on this media company we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, so Relevant Magazine. Uh, Rele- yeah. If you if you don't know about Relevant Magazine, I mean they they're they're a big 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 player um, in Christian lifestyle space. Um, they are ba- they started out as they kind of started out kind of like us, like they were doing like websites and, and like media services for a while, and they they uh, were also doing their magazine as a you know print magazine. They still do print. Now, yes. Right? So they had their print magazine. They they uh, and they've grown over the years, right? I think they shed all their media services stuff and they focused on the magazine. Then they expanded out and just covered like music and stuff like that. So what they do is they kind of they kind of cover. What you would call like normal topics, I guess, but from a Christian perspective. Pop so, culture. So, yeah, it's pop culture mm. stuff. So you you would see like, you know, they, they may talk about the, the latest Marvel movie, but it'll be something with Chris Pratt and how he's a Christian and what mm-hmm. that means and whatever. So there's a big deal. And they're, they're really, really big, especially in the CCM flavor of mm-hmm. what we do here. Um, so when I heard the story, so Ryan, tell, tell them the story one more time about what happened. Yeah. So basically um, the founder and CEO of Relevant Magazine uh, said he was going to step down because he had been insensitive to his staff members, both people of color and of women. And he said basically that it was just a way for him to right some wrongs that he'd done. Um, It's going to be for an extended period of time, so he doesn't necessarily know, know when he's coming back. But just really crazy that he would even be in a situation where that would happen. And you also have to ask the question, like, why now? Why all of a sudden? Because Relevant Magazine has been out for a very long time. Is this something that we're seeing is stemming from the polarizing politics that we, we face every day, right? So it just makes you wonder um, how it got to this point with him uh, and why, you know, he's gotten to that place. I mean, because obviously um, he's got 
people of color on staff, right? So this must be a new development. He obviously hasn't had something. Has he had people? I don't know about I don't know about staff, but I think that when we're talking about how he tries to keep, you know, the the focus demographically on the artists he covers, the story, he tries to be as racially diverse and inclusive mm-hmm. as possible. I mean, I heard recently uh, he did an interview with Propaganda, and he was talking about how that's one of their, you know, one of their things that they that they care a lot about. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised that we would hear this from him. We're talking about Cameron Strang, right? That's yeah. You know more about him than I do. <laughs> so <laughs> what's interesting, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm we're talking so about. I'm so surprised. Yeah, we're talking about um, Strang. So the interesting thing is, he said, when it came down to women and people of color on our staff, I was blind as to how some of my statements were especially mm-hmm. insensitive and hurtful, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of goes to that problem that we see um, even people of color having is that you don't realize you're racist until you say mm-hmm. something and it comes out the wrong way, right? right. Or you don't realize you're insensitive or you mm-hmm. have a bias of some sort until it comes out the wrong way. So so Risha says, um, the conversation started because of people of color writing blog posts. Two staff members wrote articles. That's why he stepped down. Previous staff members. So, okay. I wonder what the article They wrote articles about. about him or about, they hey, there's a, the culture. That's crazy. Like, that's a, he's got an internal whistleblower himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's got somebody saying, yeah, so we write for this magazine. It's a media company. You might have heard of it. And they're treating us unfairly published. You <laughs> think like, they were that vague about it? No, nah, I don't know. But I mean, this, that's crazy. If they, if they started writing something to talk about the the bias that they see maybe in the culture mm-hmm. or maybe in the, the, the media itself. And he started thinking, hmm, maybe they're talking about me and he questions it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how it happened. But or it could have been obvious. that they had written blog posts about issues and maybe it didn't get published or maybe it wasn't accepted. That's a good thought, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, okay, that's interesting because what would you say Relevant Magazine's demo is? It's a predominantly white focused magazine right. it really is that's right. their demographic but to be fair that demographic is often most likely probably to buy subscriptions just saying okay so yeah <laughs> i've been talking about this a lot recently so there are certain churches in atlanta that are moving to different areas mm-hmm. that i think are motivated more by demo and economics mm. than yeah. about anyway the point is um, yes, their there's subscribers are very specific subscribers. Mm-hmm. So how do they deal with, especially in this political culture, with black writers that want to talk about racism and prejudice and systemic So things? there are a ton of resources. So I have to say that first because I know that that publisher, he's aware of his whiteness. He's talked about <laughs> the fact that many... No, no, no. I mean, he's aware of... You, you know how some white people are not aware of their whiteness. That's true. As, yeah, you know, it's very true. They don't understand privilege. They don't understand those concepts. Mm-hmm. I've heard him talk about tokenism among black artists and how they may feel when they're tokenized. So he yeah. understands these things. But he's also in this space. So he knows about resources like you know, be the bridge and you guys just have yeah. Tasha Moore's on. I mean, so there are resources where he can he can he can learn more about how to be a better leader. Sometimes you mm-hmm. can see it happening on the outside, but you can't have see it happening on the inside. The way you staff people, the roles you put people in and the subject matters that you think are the most important, but you don't want to put those on the on the front page, you know. Oh, this is like oh, a big this is a big story. I didn't know like Huff Post was Racial covering it. Oh Dang. wow. This is interesting. So so mm-hmm. is this a um I don't know these writers. I probably need to find them and ask them to come. Mm-hmm. But is this is this a result of Trump being in the office? Is this a um, is this a commentary on the white evangelical church? And is this like one of the first fallouts that 
you know, we're tired of this in the church. I don't want to say that it's directly tied to that, but there's remnants of things happening that could tie it to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just the way you feel now, and you feel differently when you feel like you got to question your brothers and sisters in Christ or their motives or... I mean, this could be even tied back to, you know, um, Christians of color who uh, support Black Lives Matter. It's just, it's just anything that mm-hmm. has a different has a different feel other than what you're used to can be a problem. I remember being in the church that we're in now and them telling me that, you know, they had a, they asked, they they specifically had a police officer and uh, a person from the community come up and do a monologue together right after all those Dallas police officers were shot, right? So ex-cop and young black person in the uh, congregation came up, did a monologue on stage about how much they love and respect each other and what they don't understand about each other they're willing to learn, right? So I think a lot of this kind of comes into play where we are now getting to the point where we're like, oh, I need to stop and learn what it is that you feel like you've been uh, going through or what society has put on you that that I see is not the norm, but you see it as the norm. And I think we have to have those questions now. And I think that it takes a mature Christian to be able to say, okay, there's some things I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw this on social media where I was just like, I had to stop and get involved. And I normally don't like to get involved on social media, but I had to stop and say, you know what? If your brother in Christ is saying that there's something that he doesn't understand, that you don't understand about him, Mm -hmm. then your response, only response to him needs to be, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray for myself and ask that God will open me up to what you're Mm -hmm. feeling so that I can can understand what you're going through. Because I'm sure there's things in my life, too, that you might not understand that hurt Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. But we just need to be there for each other. We can't keep pointing fingers and saying that this is a race thing. This is interesting. So. The people who wrote the blogs and stuff said that they claimed that behind the scenes, Strang was unwilling to support and honor marginalized voices. The CEO publicly fetishized racial justice efforts, but privately catered to the company's white male conservative leaning base. Whoa, so he was double. So he was outwardly saying, you know, he, you know, he supported these things. But internally, it's the the metrics Mm -hmm. like, hey. These are the people who support us and give us money. How do you go against that? When your base expects something from you, I don't know if he actually cared about this or not, but how do you go away from where your money comes from? Because if you start putting stuff in there that they don't like, you lose your base. Yeah, but that's also like the... That's also any that's that any pastor faces that too. That's it's a ministry same, yeah. check. Mm-hmm. Like your mm-hmm. if your ministry is more important to you than your money, then you're gonna do what your ministry needs you to do. If your money's mm-hmm. more important than you your ministry, you're gonna do what your money needs mm-hmm. you to do. And so that's the that's the problem that we have with pastors who uh, get asked the question about um, same sex marriage, right? Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta go with the the right answer, not what people expect you to say in the that's community right. like that's that's really pressure. hard it's yeah, a it's lot pressure. of pressure there's a lot of heat on you yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of pressure but i mean again i want to recognize um chris broussard one of our mentors who had that same platform of people listening and people who you know were on the opposite side of his argument yeah. but people listening and he was there to tell the truth about christ and what the real word says so you know you just have to take those those leaps and bounds even though it may hurt you mm-hmm so he also there was an issue about his temperament. So day to day, you never know what it was going to be like or look Dang. like. Some days Cameron was insight, insightful, gregarious, wonderful to work with. Other days Cameron was vengeful, petty, and brutal. Oh. 
So it was more than just Yikes. the racial part. Well, then, I mean, that goes to, a, that says a lot of things, you know, when people deal with things in their lives and we don't necessarily know what they're dealing with. Um, but there's no excuse for it. No, right? there's not. Okay. But there's, this is good that he made the decision to step down mm-hmm. and to try to fix this on, on and I'm, I'm guessing that he's seeking counseling from a pastor and I'll, I'll say this this is confession day for me um, but this this stands out to me well first of all his dad was a magazine owner a person and mm-hmm. he, he's kind of inheriting the business and his demographic was the millennial version of what his dad was doing mm. When I when I was moving into leadership early on, um, my pastor at the time, who will be here in a week or two, um, he told me that as you pursue this, it's going to be very very lonely for you. Uh, being a leader is lonely, and um, I'm starting to see that more and more. I don't identify with the vengeful, petty, whatever, whatever, but I do identify with moments, and Ryan knows where it's like, you're really down. You know, mm-hmm. like things don't, yeah. aren't going the way you thought God laid it out for you to go, yeah. and you may have moments where you're really up and you're really down. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. if it ever turns into petty, vengeful, whatever, <laughs> it's time to take a moment away yeah. and go That's seek right. some counseling. Yeah. But there, there are moments especially when you're sought seen as the leader of a christian thing mm-hmm. it's it's really difficult yeah it's difficult because first of all i'm sure it's a little easier for him but christians don't spend money on things right christians expect things to be free they expect things to be out of the goodness of your heart mm-hmm. um so this again this is a lot easier for him because his base of people without money is bigger so eventually they have money right but I can imagine if the business wasn't going well at some certain portion, points mm-hmm. in his, his uh, career, that could be really, really stressful, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I guarantee if he took the same model and he made a normal magazine, yeah, he would have probably been more successful. Also, the magazine industry is not yeah. doing very well, right? Yeah. It's, it's going mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of pressure. So what should we change this into? Should this just be an online magazine? Like there's a lot of things he's probably worried about. Mm-hmm. And if it's manifesting itself as vengeful, petty and brutal and your staff is starting to experience that with you, that's not a good thing. I would ask everybody who helps with track stars please let me know <laughs> before you <laughs> cast me out of this <laughs> thing if something's wrong because like that's that's really bad if he got to that place it was really bad to where like he started really, this a really long bad. time ago that's it bad. Had to be. and to be kicked out of your own thing is probably one of the most painful things it is anybody can experience and and that's the thing too like you know it happens all the time in regular business they always they move away from the ceo mm-hmm. um you know the CEO, like like with um, Papa Steve, John's. Yeah, you know. I was gonna say Steve Jobs. I was gonna say Steve Jobs too. Yeah, yeah I was gonna Steve say yeah. Wasn't Papa John's? Wasn't the owner the 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 owner of Papa John's? Wasn't that a family-owned business before he became CEO? I thought he said my grandfather started this business and we da 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 da. But to to be put down for something like that is um is really scary especially when you're voted out by your board and you're like mm-hmm. wait a minute i that's put painful. this board together right, yeah. right? that's I'm, i think about that all the time with track stars i always say man i always want us to make sure that you know someone in our company if we ever go public can control majority shares that's what kathy hughes has to deal with with urban one radio one tv mm-hmm. one she mm-hmm. has to she has to keep the majority shares so that no one votes her son out as ceo right but i also think the lesson is um None of this is really yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, true. We, that's we started Track Stars, yeah. um, but it doesn't belong to you. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because it feels like it does, right? Yeah. But 
ultimately, if this is God's thing, it's God's thing. And mm-hmm. if you're not going to be a part of it, then right. you're not going to be a part of it. What what eventually I think he'll get to, hopefully, if, if he really is a Christian, I, I would hope so, is that if Relevant goes on without him, him I hope he thinks it's going to be successful, yeah. hopes it's going to be successful. Yeah. He wishes it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. He's probably in a bad place right now. So I'll pray for him at this point. Yeah, for he sure. could yeah. be. I was listening to his um, recent podcast and he was just talking about some things he had been going through spiritually, like over the years, having lost a child several, you know, having mm-hmm. tried for many years to have a child and couldn't. And ta- he talked about his divorce and he, he was very vulnerable and honest about where he was spiritually, not really trusting God to 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 take on his like to pray to him for anything and so i think what you have is a a very talented visionary and sometimes when you have a visionary they can get extreme like the steve jobs characters but i think once he centers himself in christ Mm -hmm. and just tries to be girded up by the holy spirit he'll come back i want to see him coming back come back around there's a lot of resources white dude he can get he can get help (laughs) so does that does that mean come back around with relevant or come back around with something brand new it, I would say I it would just depends. Yeah, it, like, so, I think it's very mature that he did step down. You know, it shows that, you know, hey, I jacked up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even if it were the whistleblowers that caused everything to happen. Um, there's restoration. I mean, I would yeah. I would hope that he would come back and then he was able to see everything through a new lens. And then that's a powerful testimony. I mean, it would be it's very, 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 very powerful. And even if he doesn't come back to Relevant Magazine, you know, I believe the Lord can use him to do something. You know, it's just a matter of what God has in plan and what God has in store for so him. So you, you guys are believing that he really feels this way and this is not just pressure. I kind of think he got kicked out. You, you know, I think he got checked. Yeah. So, so do, do you think any of this is actually landing on him that, hey, I, I did, I was inappropriate. I, I was being racist. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this probably is um, what um, Latroya just read is that, you know, he, he dealt with, uh, he's grieving, uh, you know. He's grieving the loss of a child. And this he's could be in the, the past. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or have been a while. Ago. Right, but those things kind of have a way of coming back when around, you don't deal with right? them. Right, especially mm-hmm. you get to the point where middle of your life, you start thinking, "What am I really here for? What is my purpose? What is this vision I'm doing?" And then maybe the anger just kind of sets in and, and it settles, right? Um, so I do think that there's a possibility that he comes back, right? Especially, it's there's always a possibility when you sit yourself down. Right. Mm -hmm. There's always a possibility to come back to that one, because when you're in a Christian company, I'll say that because one, you know, the people around him may really be in support of what he's done, the vision that he's created. It's been awesome. Right. What Mm -hmm. he's built. And they may be really saying like, hey, we really want to pray for you and hope that God will bring you back to the right place that you that you're in because you're a great leader. You're this, that and the other. If that ever happened with you. You know, I mean, Damien's saying some stuff. He's making fun of us. <laughs> that that has never happened in Track Stars. But if it ever happened with you, I would, I would encourage anybody around us to be like, "Yo, let's give Sean some time." But he was a visionary that helped bring this whole thing to fruition. You know, so many years ago, and let's not give up on him now. Right? Yeah. And I think everybody needs mm-hmm. to have that mentality of let's not give up now. Do you think Prop knows anything about this? He Possibly. absolutely. You think he must? Does? Yeah, he must. I and want that's to know the thing. Because Prop will be honest about it. No, I'm just saying like that's true. Like, does what does what if Prop knows something? Like, what would he speak? Because you know, Prop gonna say something. He if will. He'd he be very honest and transparent. Because yeah. I mean, but at, like, prop, prop is Prop around? Like, because the where's home base for them? Isn't it Florida? L- L- Florida. Yeah. For 
for relevant, for relevant like their headquarters is in Florida, relevant. right? Oh, really? he, so is he around? Like, I wonder if this is the people who are around that feel this, or is I think it, it I think it has to. Be, I think it's probably the people who are around. I think whenever someone is accused of of not being careless with their words and not being um, mm-hmm. sensitive, it's because they don't have real relationships with people of color or women in that context. That's true. You know? Yeah. And oh, so, wow. yeah. So I, w- I would say uh, some of this stuff um, for him, he may not have realized. I, I'm sure he did not know this was coming, right? I'm right. sure he didn't think that his racism or whatever. I don't. I'm no, I don't no. even know if he knew he was this way. Now that mm-hmm. I read what uh, Risha just wrote, nah, he knew. He he was. He a, knew. She said he's a poor leader. Wow. And a heart change is definitely needed. You got to wow. read through what was said. So this um, is intentional. I wouldn't want him this, as my boss. This Dang. is like a bad guy. Yeah, it's my Dang, guy. Oh, That's disappointing. <sighs> Dang, cuz. Yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Dang, so if, it's, if, it's, if, if this is a, you, you know, you know my opinion try. on, <laughs> the, we try. But yeah. my opinion on the cruise Dang, of the world, right? yeah. like my opinion, if it's that, this yeah. gonna change. I'm gonna change my whole tone. Oh. Right? Yeah. If it's that kind of dude. This is a whole different conversation. So yeah. when I'm like I'm here on the front line and then behind the scenes, you like Ooh. if this is this if this is a bad person, I think we're noticing that this could definitely be part of the political fight that we're in right now. Because, it's a spiritual fight because all you gotta do is say one thing that lines up with um, in an uh, inhumane thought, in but the, but you remain but you remain your with the, your Christian banner and you and you got a problem. You got a serious problem. Mm-hmm. It's tough stuff. There's a heart check needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would just say for every... Um, hmm. I've been in this world for a long time, so I, I know these people, so I'm trying to like be fair. But like, if you are a white evangelical leader or pastor or whatever, mm-hmm. right? just know that even if you personally haven't been um, approached with these concerns, these concerns have been mentioned about you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Um, because... When you walk into certain spaces and you look around and everybody looks the same, mm. it may seem like everything is fine and safe, but there are people who look around and say, something right here. This right? is yeah. totally yeah. the truth. So this may come up at some point in the future. So I would suggest that you make it a priority yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody else make it a priority for you. Um, and I feel, I've, I've talked to some leaders that are really, really big. Um, and they have this concern, but it's not, um, I would say, a priority. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is the time. If you don't identify yourself as part of the problem of racism in the church, you need to really, really, really jump on this and make sure you're part of the solution because this is going to come. It the is, church yeah. is going to have to pay for this racism that is obvious. And I've, gr- I've grown up in what you would call white evangelical church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my family I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But it is a problem and you have to you can't just hide in the corner and wait for it to go away. This I believe the political climate we're in right now is for a reason. And it's your opportunity to fix this. Mm -hmm. This has been a problem for a long, long time. So take (sighs) take your chance now or you will be called out in the future. Yeah, we can't put band-aids on things like, you know, um, growing up in my city. Dude, it's like from experiencing, you know, traditional like African-American churches and then you go to like the white evangelical churches, you know, um, because where I'm at, 
a lot of the African American churches still like no Christian hip hop. You know, we don't want you here yeah. until it's you Sunday. Right. And then the white evangelical churches love it because yeah. they throw their big events. But then when you go, you like I don't see nobody that looks like me. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the messages and everything that's preached, you know, there's even some people that come out against and say, um, well, there's no such thing as racism, and they yeah. say stuff like, yeah. it's, it's there's the, no uh, such thing as like seeing color. This. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like my brother and my sister, we 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 deal with different struggles. Like you know, yeah. we have like even me being in between like light bright white and black like you know like colorism yes colorism like we 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 deal with things and i believe we have to stop i like what Derek minor said he was like when you say you don't see color like that's not right that's not biblical like you have to see color that hurts too it hurts worse because then you're like okay so you're not acknowledging my blackness or my Mm -hmm. black and whiteness or my Mm -hmm. you know my yeah the fact that my life is hard like yeah like and, and i'm paying for stuff that that um that happened a long time before mm-hmm. I existed. Well, like, even the things I'm proud of, I would yeah. like for you to acknowledge the beauty that is. Yeah, yeah, they were like, I know there's some churches I'll try to say like that's like a demon or something, and like that black people are suffering from demonic all this and like celebrating black culture. I'm like, yo, like you don't even understand where we coming from. You don't understand the struggles that we dealing with, and it's like for you to love me and understand and get into my shoes and really see the the battles and the things that we face like what really opened my eyes because i used to live on like the predominantly black side of town we moved to the white side of town yeah when i went to the white side of town i was scared because i had been around black people my whole life even though i'm half white and i got like white people in my family i didn't really see them as white people that just was like they Mm. they live in they eat like moon pies and rc cola up there in north georgia (laughs) but like going to a whole like i'm serious bro like we go up there to like a predominantly white school and i'm like yo they don't dress like me and the conversations we have are two different things like Mm -hmm. you know they they get mustangs and and chevys and all kind of stuff for their 16th birthday we lucky enough to get a hoopty and then the 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 past and the career directions that we're going and even when the pastors were talking to these kids they yo the message we getting over here on the south side of town is we trying to survive Mm -hmm. you know and god is with us and he's behind us and then we get over here and then they telling us that we're damned if we believe that God wants to increase us and it's all about this and that. And I'm like, bro, like, you don't understand. Like, it's mm, people I know, even working at at risk youth, like, these kids, it's, they don't, they see white Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, in order for me to be successful, I gotta be white. Because right. being African American in church is just a matter of me. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot to it, and I, I know a lot of uh, pastors and leaders that this does matter to them. So I would I would just I would just um, it's got to matter more, and and even even at the mm-hmm. even at the risk of your base, mm. yeah. that's yeah. the hardest part. That's why I asked that at the beginning. Yeah. If you know your income comes from this set of people. And the, this set of people will be devastated, not devastated, angry at you for <laughs> for yeah. entertaining mm-hmm. this other side of the argument. Yeah. It has to be more important to you than than that, even if it ruins the thing you made. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's the truth. And, and that's 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 hard to deal with. Yeah. I just would have to remind people that Jesus is always on the side of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can always look around and see who is the oppressed. Yeah. People. Yeah. Um, and, and we should be sure to be on that side and what I see churches doing is saying they care about racial reconciliation they might have one sermon on a Sunday or one training for their staff and then that's it so they can check a box Um, 
because it's trendy right now. Social justice is really trendy. Mm-hmm. But I think that we do have to have a heart check, like you said, and our leaders have to have a heart check and get yeah. in real relationship. All right, man, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You are listening to the track stars with Shantana, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you in the field with the track stars. Track stars. Track stars. Ryan Righteous. Shantana. Right now you listen to the track stars. You know what time it is. Yeah. Hey yo, what's good? It's your boy Name Gay, he track stars music artist, and you are in the field with the family track stars radio. is brought to you by track stars allow us to produce a podcast to help build community engagement around your brand we can record and edit a podcast specifically designed to reach your target market and utilize social media to create or enhance a loyal following go to trackstars.com forward slash brands again that's trackstars with a z dot com forward slash brands all right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, yes. Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right, this segment is sponsored by Midtown Bridge Church. Make sure that you are checking out the website, Midtown Bridge ATL. It's actually MidtownBridgeChurch.com, but it's ATL. So make sure you know that if you're searching for it, it's Atlanta. Um, great opportunity for uh, you to be able to hear some good music uh, when you go on Sunday and also a good word. So make sure you check out Midtown Bridge Church. All right. All right. Tell us about Cupcake. Okay. So it's topic. Um, there's right. a, uh, a rapper. Her name is Cupcake. Mm-hmm. Right. And she just announced that she is retiring from music. Um, because of what her music has done to minors. That she was at a concert, she was looking at young girls jump up and down, singing the words. 11, 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. 11, 12-year-olds. Her lyrics are really, really bad. They're right? really raunchy. Uh, really, the songs are really raunchy. So she just said, I feel as though I'm corrupting the youth. I want to go to heaven after this, and I don't want to go to hell. She said, while highlighting a video of children singing her more sexually enhanced songs, just seeing all aged kids at my shows, seeing them sing along to hump me and F me and this is the stuff um, has torn me apart. I'm just not happy. 10, 11 year old girls, whatever. I feel as though I'm corrupting them and my songs are as well. I don't want to do this anymore. I just, um, 
I just did the Twitter rants to bring awareness to this mm -hmm. that I am through and you all will no longer see me anywhere. I've requested that all of my music be taken down off all streaming platforms and anywhere that my music is being sold. Okay. Wow. Go. <clears throat> What's up? Yeah, you itching. What's up? Okay. So regardless if this is a publicity stunt or not, yeah. you know, one thing mm -hmm. I do understand as artists is we have to be responsible for what we put out. Yeah. So... I work with At Risk Youth. I've been working with At Risk Youth for six or seven years. Me too. And this is something I'm very passionate about because mm -hmm. we don't understand how much the music impacts these kids. Mm -hmm. oh, what man. hurts the most is that these kids not only sing the lyrics, they know the context of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're living in 2019. These kids have access to devices we didn't have access yeah. to when we were growing up. Yep. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing six and seven year old girls like holding each other and trying to kiss on each other. Someone that's yeah. my girlfriend, all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Not to mention, I was molested when I was five years old. Wow. And then I'd struggle with pornography addiction at eight. So her, yeah. seeing her come out and speak that, it, it's a good issue to champion. Mm -hmm. But it also bothers me because it's like you knew what you were doing when you're writing it. You knew what you're doing when you're making it. And yeah. it's like we all know as artists, even from a business perspective, we know kids are the target mm -hmm. demographic. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody 14, 15 years yeah. old checking for no cupcake. Like <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, 16, you know, mm -hmm. and under. And then it's like these it's it's more than oh, it's just it's frustrating. It? I think sometimes artists, when they get into the industry, they can only see their potential for success. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they kind of know in the back of their mind that some young people might pick it up. But I do believe she probably had a moment where she saw all these little kids mm -hmm. singing her lyrics. And mm -hmm. the thing about music is that those lyrics are hitting your your unconscious mind, that repetition. Come on, yeah. And Let's so go. when young people are growing up, and truth be told, adults as well, mm -hmm. all of that stuff hits that place in your, in mm -hmm. your where the Bible said talks about guarding yeah. your heart. That's where those those lyrics go and so now you have a, 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 a generation of young people who have shaped their ideas around sex around body image around mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing with yep. your body and sex they're yeah. they're shaping it according to those lyrics that they've got deeply embedded into their hearts and she saw it happening she yeah. saw what she was doing and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her I'm I think it's great oh, I think it's great the only yes. thing I don't it, like is her retiring because listen if you have a gift continue mm -hmm. to use it use and then it. why not turn did around she, did she have one I don't know. I've so, never heard well, music. Somebody, but people somebody were at her concert. Say, so. Somebody <laughs> did say that Cupcake can outwrap any female rapper out right now. So we have to figure out what that means. What that but, means, yeah. But the issue, but the, one of the things I like about this is one, what if, yeah, I get you writing the lyrics and everything, right? But what if someone just recently introduced her to Jesus? Right. Like, mm -hmm. What if that is a new thing for her? And what if she's now thinking, okay, I've read through scripture. I know that curse words are corrupting. I know that this mm -hmm. can be a curse to people. And then the fact that there's um, some things going on. Um, because here's the thing. When you're sitting at that table, you're signing that deal, and you've got people standing there telling you your music is good and this mm -hmm. is going to sell yeah. and this will make money. Yeah, she looks like, I mean, I say she looks like, but it looks like her music is like heavy strip club music right mm -hmm. like heavy heavy like that's a big industry so these labels are saying you make this song and man it's gonna get this many streams right. and this that and the other and maybe she is in the back of her mind saying consciously this doesn't feel right this doesn't sound right now there's a couple of things i still question like her twitter page um maybe she just hasn't gotten around to it <laughs> but her and I don't want anybody to go to her Twitter page. I know some of y'all are. Y'all going to try to blame me for this. And I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> it's happened before. It's happened before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's some things that maybe she hasn't gotten around to. But if she's checking her music 
and taking it down from places, then also change out the Twitter profile uh, reading and and also the the images that you've posted of yourself. Um, but I think this is somebody that we should probably try to reach out to to interview. Is it yeah. possible? Yeah. Like just because I mean, I'm just saying in the alternate universe. Yeah. Could somebody be doing this to get attention? If she music? is, I'm going to literally vomit off of that, yeah, off of this idea. Sick. That because is the that's, sickest thing. You have thing. a very pure awareness of what's going on, yeah. and then you... And then you yes. flip it around. Yeah. That, that's Isn't sick. that kind of what you're doing She anyway, mentioned like, heaven, you know, right? Like, that's a serious thing. You don't just mention, heaven I want to go to heaven, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. It's serious, it's serious for, for me, but I'm hoping now that it's serious for her. Because for her to say this in the Instagram, she at least... I give her the credit. You know me. I look for those Christian innuendos. Um, she at least told a lot of people that heaven is a real place, right? And hell that is, is a real place. And hell mm-hmm. is a real place, too. So even if her Instagram streamed, you know, 500,000 people at one time watching this, they now know that she believes that heaven and hell is a real yeah. place. And, that's and they a, now is, is a good know start. about her music. Well, they already knew about her music, so, but uh, now yeah, they know she's trying to clean it up. Has the music been taken down? She may not know. have rights over all of her music. This is like three, yeah, you know, three days with ago. With the labels so. and everything, she may not have an access to it. You know, she may, whatever the contract that she may have signed. If she's independent, then, yeah, she can pull it down. Mm-hmm. But I understand all the lights, the hoops you have to go through. I would say the biggest thing I'm getting out of this is like... um. I was having a conversation with some people because, you know, they were trying to say, well, as artists, you know, we're not responsible for what we put out mm-hmm. because it's up to the, the artists. It's up to the, the people the and all parents, this other stuff. Yeah. Right. But what I have to say is like, it shouldn't be a surprise as we see all this stuff that's happening with the all the, the, the culture, because it's like, how in the world do you expect a culture to not be influenced by sex when all we have in our music is all we promote all it, it. is it? And then the generation like I remember being in high school and you're supposed to have strict parent filters in yeah. high school. And, yo, I remember being in fashion marketing class and I just typed in pretty black woman because I needed to look mm-hmm. for some. It's all kind of like nasty images brought yeah. up. And it's like if this stuff is having access to kids and these kids are being exposed to it and then at the same time um you have went i mean like i said it's it's wonderful if this is for real that she's becoming consciously aware and she's been convicted that yo i gotta pull this music away and i hope it influences other young ladies um but it's just it's, it's it's it hurts my heart it hurts mine too, but I, I I will give her grace. I I I will mm. believe that this is not market employee. I believe mm-hmm. that no. you know I work in public health, and I think that there are people who work like say, say for the tobacco industry who really believe this is a for an adult product, and only adults are going to get their hands on it. And I think she probably thought, yeah, this is going to have parental you know advisory on there, and you know it's only going to be for adults. And then you find out when you start going to your own shows that these are little kids there. Mm-hmm. I think it it probably did hit her heart. So we'll have to pray for her because uh, this article goes on to say that um, she is suicidal, mm-hmm. had suicidal attempts in the past. Um, she's depressed. She has a gambling addiction. Um, and she um, she has been, she said that the reason why you probably won't hear her again is because she knows that the media would never allow it, um, being that she has a curvy figure. And she that didn't know her she tried yet. And she all. tried to rebrand. <laughs> And she tried to rebrand, and people laughed at it. So that's okay. a, a that's lot okay. of people. So, okay. so is she signed right now to somebody? She is signed somebody to somebody because it says that uh, as of today, her media, her music is still up on its digital streaming platforms. Um, 
So I have so I wonder how do you deal with that with your contract because you owe them music. Owe them so much music wow. and money. So what do you do? Because she yeah. might be a slave to them forever. Because if she doesn't turn in music that they want to put out, she'll never fulfill her contract. Nope, she'll be stuck in it. Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, and I, I mean, like, if she's really turned her life around, I'm just, I'm just, I just have so much faith to believe God can do anything. Yeah. So like, there's no contract that can hold you contractually obligated that God can't get you out of. You know, it'd be dope in in another alternate universe if like the best christian producers and artists came behind her and wrapped around her dude and wrote some of the dopest undeniable you can't turn this down music yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. and helped her put out the remaining albums on her contract to get her out of this deal that would be amazing y'all y'all listening y'all listening we can we can make that alternate universe happen now yeah that would be awesome i mean that's the, in my mind that's what yeah. should happen is like oh, okay you're 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 struggling because you can't get out of the situation you want to make mm -hmm. a change you can't um, first, let's let's uh, give us a password to the Twitter page, and then we'll come behind you and give you the dopest, undeniable co-signed album mm -hmm. ever. She's twenty-two, and get you out of that situation. That's what I, I mean. That that's my prayer really for. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like that. So she got a career start on YouTube, right? And so um, she's twenty-two. She's young. And I think she just got thrust out there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, she said she lost um, $700,000 in a casino gambling. But wow. on her tour, she gives out $10,000 to all her fans on every tour stop. So she's grappling. She's wrestling and then, with And then we're going to do a evil. financial class. What, she Why? What does she do that for? Huh? Ten, she gives them... She gives them $10,000 at every tour stop. She gives you her fans just, out. Just gives out money. She throws out money or she gives I don't think she throws it, it out. Person. I think she gives it out to people. Like okay. the fans. It That's just nice. says the fans, right? Okay, let's stop doing that though. Yeah. <laughs> let's stop doing that. <laughs> she's grappling with good. She's wrestling between she good and she's evil. <laughs> she's I wrestling between good and evil. And I think yeah. she's just at that point right now where she's like, I have to do something drastic if I want all this to go away. Mm. Well, um, we're praying again. This is the same situation. I, I don't know you. I hope this is uh, something that you're praying through and that there's people around you. I, maybe maybe we should reach out. Let's yeah. ask her. Yeah, I think so. And um, just because there are people that will rally around you and help you through this. So mm -hmm. you're not by yourself. Um, if you're going to make this change, let's make it. Let's make it big. Um, but don't turn back. Don't don't let anybody convince you back into this. Oh, you only got one more album. Let's just get mm -hmm. it done. And then, no, no, none of that. You're, you're done with that. All right. So let us know if you need help. Hit us up come to the show don't come to the show call whatever you want to do yeah what you found no, something else no 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 just i think she's just got a, a lot to process through mm -hmm. yeah all right man cupcake holler at us you in the field with the track stars ryan right your shantana dj jeremiah let's go yo this is your man Kristen gray you in the field with the track stars yeah back in the field with the track stars ryan right your shantana dj jeremiah what's good all right, for all things Trackstars, visit www.trackstars.com. Follow us on Trackstars at Trackstars on Instagram, Twitter, and like the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube channel, all right? Okay, so a lot of talk about Takashi, a lot of memes floating around. If you don't know who Takashi is, we talked about him a while back when he was kind of wilding out. And so if you haven't been keeping up with him since he was 
Okay, first, let me start with this. Takashi was the rainbow-haired kid that Trey was White. rapping and um and with the rainbow teeth. You know, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> bucking up to gangsters and you know, daring them to come and get them and all kinds of stuff, right? People warned him that that's probably not the wisest thing to do, blah blah blah, right? Anyway, he got caught up in this uh Rico case and he's in jail now. And apparently he turned state, right? And now he's um he is uh informing on other gangsters in New York. I've heard Cardi B's name. I've heard uh, Jim Jones. Jim Jones's name. He's he's been kind of like, you know, letting them know who's who, right? And there's been a lot of memes. Even uh, Crispy's been putting up some memes on our page about this. <laughs> I don't know if you've been following our page, but Crispy, Crispy oh is God. in love with this story because he posts um, at least three. I've seen at least three. Shouts out Crispy. Um, so Crispy, if if you remember Crispy, he's the one that you guys have been supporting mm-hmm. with his whole uh, asset attack and everything. So he's back and he's he's doing social media for us. He is crazy. Yeah. This is this is what you have been supporting is Crispy. So if you see our page. All the craziness on there is crispy, but um, we love him. He's 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 amazing. So um, he posted some of these, and one of them was uh, you know the twelve disciples, and one of you and it's Jesus saying one of you will betray me, and you see uh, you see Takashi sitting at the table. <laughs> it's, it's been stuff like that, right? So it's this whole this whole joke is about him snitching. Mm-hmm. I think the reason is. Partially the reason it's funny is because he was such like this, I'm a gangster, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Da, da, da. And to find out that he is completely not and, and so much so not that he is he's turning on everybody is 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 funny. That's just naturally funny, right? Mm-hmm. It's hilarious, but he also came out and said, Okay, I did this for show. And we know that a lot of these guys in the industry are not real. Oh, a like lot that of he actually are, did criminal behavior. Yes. Okay, and he know. he you know, you can even see in the, the kidnapping video, oh man, I mean y'all talking about money laundering and all this, man. I was scared. I was scared. You know, he's not really that dude, so I'm not surprised that he snitched. Yeah. And then word on the street is that these guys were really doing him dirty mm-hmm. from the get go. Yeah. And they were robbing him and, and treating him like trash and now he has a chance to get away from him. So he's like, oh, yeah, it was him, 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 her, them, everybody, you know. So I'm not surprised. And honestly, if it was me and the people that, quote, unquote, embraced me when I first got in, turned their back on me first, I'd be the first one up there. Your Honor, it was all them guys in the front row, even though they just sitting here watching, getting them to, you know, I would be the first person to say something because I'm not about to spend, what, 75 plus years behind really? bars you so would, like, you i'm would, snitching this basically so you would snitch uh, yeah so, so so do y'all know what snitching means yes do you know yes, that concept snitching. of snitching okay yeah. so, so i don't know personally but uh snitching <laughs> is um when you are involved in criminal behavior mm-hmm. you get caught you and get then caught. you turn and you, you tell snitch. on everybody yeah. else that's a snitch not mm-hmm. yeah. it's not just telling on people people have expanded the definition of that course. if you're a witness to a crime and you were innocent the whole time that's not stitching that is being a witness to a crime um, but even that's looked down upon in c- certain communities because mm-hmm. these are your neighbors and you could, there's retribution that may come back to yeah. you and your family and all the kinds yeah. of crimes. So, but see, here's the thing. I honestly believe, okay, judging off of how he sounded, man, they were talking about embezzlement and all this other stuff. Like, he didn't know what was going on with a lot of his money because they were stealing a lot of his money from him. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't even getting paid everything he was supposed to get paid. And my defending this dude... Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> he kind of knew what he was getting in when he was trying to play the gangster. 
he mm, he yeah. i mean he literally this this you know when you read the bible you know the bible yeah. in uh proverbs <laughs> it talks about <laughs> fools and you know like yeah. this mm-hmm. is like they're talking about him right yeah. like like literally uh solomon was like this is gonna be this kid takashi right <laughs> and i need to warn him that if you follow around bad people you are going to end up in a bad way right yep. and, and you're going to end up in a bad situation he is literally walking that out because he was acting a fool he got away with it for a long time he became successful acting like a fool and he got caught up in something really bad and and he is now facing actual real life non-jokey time mm-hmm. and it's sad it's sad to see somebody like all that all that success is meaningless now <laughs> like what mm-hmm. are you gonna do with it yeah yeah what are you he, gonna do with it thing is i don't think he knew they were embezzling his money and I he think knew he was he like knew he was though. acting an idiot like even rick ross and several other people called him out on their album saying like hi hi now look at you you in jail trying to play like you a gangster knowing you wasn't one from the get-go yeah but if i wasn't the one who was embezzling the money or doing whatever it is to create clean money from drug sales or whatever he was like i was actually playing like a gangster <laughs> right they were being gangsters it wasn't right. me <laughs> so uh, I, I can't be mad at that because he honestly didn't know but if i knew you were taking my money and doing illegal stuff with it but on you, purpose. But you knew they weren't good people, though. You knew oh, that. nah. He just felt like he was protected. Mm-hmm. But he feels that he was being betrayed first. And I feel like he's like, okay, well, y'all did it to me. I'm about to do it back to y'all. And with the way this generation is now, he's re- he's getting his street cred back because he's declining witness protection and all that. So yeah. I feel like as soon as all of this is over, he probably going to go diamond this minute he puts out some new music it's possible but I hated his music beforehand I, I think <laughs> I think I think it's clear now that he is a joke though right like like all that I'm a gangster stuff that's that's what the uh, oop, that's what the snitching thing did for him is that is that it's clear now that you you are like cause the code is I mean but look, you don't at, do look at Lil Uzi Vert though ooh what you saying that dude a joke too everybody, but, everybody. Well, but, you, you got but he's still he's still selling He's still selling like hotcakes. Yeah, fake is like the new real. Yeah, no. It, it I, yeah. helps with it helps with um, ignorant people. Like mm-hmm. they 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 buy into that fakeness. The fantasies and, so, and everything. And there seems and to be a lot more of too. them buying and streaming albums than right. the real now. Right, and mm-hmm. young people buy into that. Like for me, back in our day, I think the only person that we really had blow off of no fame beforehand was really like Soldier Boy. Right, when we were working at Radio One. Nowadays, it feels like anybody comes up with a trashy, awful song that degrades women, that talks about drugs, that Mm -hmm. talks about money, that you throw in brandish gang signs. This video, when somebody first showed this video to me, it had like 500 million views, right? 500 million views. And when they, they, it was a friend of mine who sent it to me who's not saved. That's why I realized he sent it to me. And when I listened to it, like he sent it to me like, you you like track stars and y'all do music, right? Yo, check this out. And I was like, okay, what? this terrible lyric is now stuck in my head. Because the really bad songs, once I hear the lyrics, they get stuck in my head. And, and it's like, I know them. that's the enemy trying to trying to pull me down like because I don't listen to this stuff. And so when I heard that song, I was like, this is terrible. Um why is this selling why is why is he doing this so even if he does come out of jail and make money off of this 
That's true. I just think this is all awful. If, if he's smart, like let's let's pretend. If he's smart, <laughs> mm-hmm. he would run away from this at all costs. If he comes yeah. out, I don't. This, is is this gonna help him get out faster? Does anybody know? So his he's sentence? still getting ten years. That's what they said. They so, with I mean, him talking, they're supposed to be lowering the sentence sentence and everything. It just really depends on the judge's discretion. So let me ask this question: How did he get caught up in this? Oh, the racketeering charges. I know he. Had, I know he had gotten caught up with um, child. Um, uh, what it uh, was a child it was a child like pornography misdemeanor thing yeah 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 and then i think there was i think some people from his camp if i'm not mistaken they were like came at chief keith wasn't it yeah, yeah he yeah. ordered the murder he ordered the, uh, the and so murder I think, of chief keith i think some of them the like shooting some stuff that happened with them when they were investigating with that it kind of they did some digger deeping and they they found out about the racketeering charges because some of the people that were i think ordered the hit on chief keith they were also involved in racketeering and then it went back to takashi if i'm not mistaken so that's how all that because they did the initial investigation on chief keith and what happened there chief creep he one of them crazy ones for real yeah you don't <laughs> mess with him and so like when they started digging there correct me if i'm wrong y'all but that's when they found out about um <laughs> they started finding out the back of racketeering charges so okay let's get back to this is it wrong to use him as a joke to like for instance Dayton Dayton's getting a lot of heat right now because he's been using the memes as well and people are saying like are you what do you what are you a gangster like you're against snitching like what what are we saying is it is it wrong to joke about the snitch because at the end of the day people getting found out for criminal behavior is a good thing right mm-hmm. yeah right yeah yeah okay um so why is snitching in our culture um demonized and why is, it seems like everybody agrees that it's like such a bad thing because it is part of the gang mentality right like the mafia was really big on that like a snitch meant you would you were definitely gonna You're die that was one of their yeah, codes you was yeah. a rat. Yeah. that was one of their codes so to me it feels like that's that's what everybody believes about i mean look at what's his name um bobby Schmurder. Bobby Schmurter went to jail over the kind of the same type of things, right? Um, racketeering and um, gun possession and all this kind of stuff. He brandishes his gang, you know, very openly in his music videos and stuff like that. And I think that he had the same opportunities, right? Like take a plea deal or turn somebody in and um, you get less time. And he just kind of kept his mouth shut and was like, it is what it is, right? So I think a lot of times and then T.I. did the same thing. Uh, rappers feel like this, their sense of, um, you take away their street credibility if you say something about somebody else while you're on the inside, right? You take away their, their. I mean, a lot of times it, it is, it does come down to life or death, right? Yeah. So it's either you live, you, you live and survive here, but I think also too, um, you gotta be careful if, you're, if you are 6'9", because even in jail, a lot of those people are connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think I'm gonna have problems when I get on the outside. Like you have more problems on the inside, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's one of those live by the sword, die by the sword type of things. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, it, with the the ish, I guess what people see from the gang culture is like if you live that life and you in the streets, then you need to adhere to the code. But when it starts to get to the point to where you have innocent bystanders that witness things, and then they get in trouble for snitching and telling, and it's like 
I'm doing my job as a you know normal civilian to tell but then that's when you have people especially when you have gangs that run communities and then the gangs are giving back I guess you could say kind of like some Nino Brown type stuff yeah, turkeys you, got like, yeah, you know drug looters and yeah, yeah, not drug loot but drug lords and they're like you know we gave you this and we did this for you you know so you owe us and then if you tell and you snitch on us then we're gonna come kill you and your family and so I, I why why are we allowing um, gang culture to run our music? Because they they think it's cool. Because some of our top artists have have mentioned gang affiliations, and we've let it go. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne. So when you talk about your top your favorite rappers and top Lil Wayne, another topic. He started out as a crip turned blood, but we'll we'll talk oh, about okay. that later. So I think I think a lot of times a lot of times you got a lot of information of baby too. Yo, watch your back. I um, mean, you seen you know, the video. And I wonder if a lot of this kind of started with um I mean well, I, it all kind of started with gangster rap, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where it all kind of comes from. And so gangster rap was so respected, NWA and all those guys. What's interesting is a lot of those guys weren't gangsters and and the people who brought this wave in um even like I hate to say your favorite dude, Tupac was a performer you know what i mean and we've been duped by performers to believe that this this thing is like cool and i'm just afraid that we have adopted this these people into our lives like it's normal Mm -hmm. i'm seeing martha stewart and snoop hanging out and and it's, it's become normalized like hey this is all good yeah gang members and bloods and yeah we're all just and i i what effect is that having on our society when we've accepted this culture this very dangerous mob style mob influenced culture into into our kids ears yeah it's it's the norm you, i mean but then you got the the gangsters who look at the police as their their own gang as well you mm-hmm. know you got the the blue code that the, the cops don't snitch on the cops yeah, sure. just like mm-hmm. the gangsters don't snitch on the gangsters and it's kind of like if you you get caught up on either side or if you're in the middle of it where do you go do you lean on the side with the cops and snitch on the gangsters or if you got some inside stuff on the cops do you snitch on the cops and then you never get police protection again or like it's so many different things that can happen mm-hmm. from these different cultures that are having these not snitching movements you know when you're as you're talking i experience the same culture at church mm. i experience the same um don't ask don't tell i know about some stuff with that too but I'm if not you going. if you leave <laughs> yeah the crew mm-hmm. you are dead to us yeah yeah that mm-hmm. whole kind yep. of concept right that's if you oh, yeah, leave yeah, this yeah. environment god is no longer with you man that come on you. come and on we and a lot of that sounds like what we're talking about here. It, yeah. If you leave here and you talk about what happened here, yeah, God ain't gonna you bless a you. snitch. Yeah. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about um like legal jeopardy, like lawsuits were filed to make sure people didn't talk about things they've seen. That's with like certain people. preachers yeah, having disclosure babies with the exact chicks in the, in the crowd and all that. Yeah. So if that's happening in a church. That's a spirit, bro. Imagine, I mean, imagine how bad it is everywhere else. It's in politics. It's in, it's mm-hmm. in everything. And I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. How do you fix that? You don't. Damn it. Because it's almost like, I mean, this exists everywhere, even on the most innocent levels, right? Like, if um, I come out and say I'm no longer a Falcons fan, I'm a Saints fan, 
everybody in Georgia is going to be like, yo. I mean, I get it enough being an Alabama fan and being a bright heart in the heart of UGA. So it just happens, right? It's, even on the smallest scales, like it doesn't mean anything to anybody that I root for a different football team than my home city, right? It doesn't mean anything. But I mean, to people, but beyond that, yeah. right? To people, to people who are in your city and the people you know and the people you talk to and your coworkers, like, yo, how are you all of a sudden gonna turn and go to this other team, right? So that's just a mentality. It's a clickish thing that happens with with the human heart, and um, it's unfortunate because it's hard to fight. It's hard, and that's why I try really, really, really hard to be unbiased, and not just unbiased, like anti-biased, right? To mm -hmm. the point where it's like, um, even if even if it benefits me, what I'm trying to tell everybody, or like we're having a conversation, and and um, you know, like it would be really good for me to say um, something. What I, I can't think of a good example, but I try my best to to check myself to the point mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm probably biased about this, so I'm going to go against what I even think about it. Yeah, um, and it's really hard to. Um, get everybody on that page because it's, it's counterintuitive like you you normally want to support things and and speak things up that benefit you mm -hmm. it's really hard to take the other side in an argument and say well maybe this and maybe that maybe i'm wrong about this maybe i'm wrong about that and i think if we can't all see outside of our bubbles and imagine life from a different point of view, it's really going to hurt us in a lot of ways. And I think that's a symptom of what we're talking about here with 6ix9ine. This cliquish mentality of this crew versus that crew. This is my set. I can't talk anything bad about my set. If you do, I'm going to kill it. Like mm -hmm. that, we just we just have to we have to find a way to stop that, especially at least at least in the church. At least. There's just people feelings get hurt too yeah. easy and they're more worried about their reputation than they are about the situation at hand and how many other people it can affect. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to these churches, like we were just mentioning uh, not too long ago, my pops, he's a well-known pastor in the city, but it's a lot of pastors who don't rock with him because he's the type of person who doesn't hold back. Mm -hmm. If he knows you're doing something wrong, he's going to call it out. And he's going to be like, Hey, you such such. You need to stop doing this, that, and the third. He's not gonna publicly embarrass you, but he'll come to you and be like, "Hey, mm. God told me to tell you stop." But then you get mad at him for being the messenger. Like you can't shoot the messenger, you know. And and now that pastor's gonna go tell the rest of these three, four other pastors, "Hey, don't rock with this dude. Something wrong with him." Got black ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and to witness that growing up i'm kind of like it makes me kind of be like i don't trust that church i don't trust that church i don't trust that church and i kind of pull back from it and i kind of just chill now mm. just gather my own opinion because i've seen what goes on behind those curtains yeah and are it's you, rough are you seeing any of that behavior in christian hip-hop yes oh yeah take, let's yes. take and, oh, and, yes. and try oh, and try your <laughs> yes. best not to be just like those people over there i can't I mean, say I'm talking no about names. In, in your own heart i can't say any names because like i said with me being so new to christian hip-hop yeah. i literally got into this in 2013 and so i took a step back and researched like i learned about cross movement i learned about um just different aspects and avenues yeah. and so um and even before i put out a project i wanted to learn more about this culture mm -hmm. but there's a lot of that like dry snitching there's a lot of like well you are affiliated with us or the blackballing about certain artists i don't want to say no names mm -hmm. um and it's frustrating because that's one of the reasons why 
just my personal belief i feel like we can't get ahead is because we pull each other down and like okay you know one person has developed an opinion and then this person developed an opinion or you come to find out in the camp that somebody didn't rock with what they were saying and mm -hmm. then now they leave and then now it's all the shade being thrown so it's like because we christians we're not gonna say no names but i got records coming out and you got tweets coming out and then it's like then this person comes out and starts talking about things and it just becomes really 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 messy and it's frustrating because it's like as a believer you're like yo let's come together let's kumbaya let's love mm -hmm. each other and then you find out like okay this camp's got something going on and then they start to the fighting and then you get on twitter and you see this whole twitter rant that goes down mm -hmm. and then next thing you know ig posts are starting and then all of a sudden it affects other camps and then you hear murmurs and who said what says Ooh, who's spilling the tea mm. yeah. by the time it gets to the point of the top the, the conversation mm -hmm. is something completely different like the very first i know this is going to be weird to some people but the very first album i listened to on my own that came from a chh artist is gravity from mm. lecrae and i looked and i was like that big crit okay let me check this out and the song was dope. I loved it. I met up at IHOP with a few friends of mine, and everybody's critiquing. Oh, the production's great. This is great. This is great. Man, how they let Crit murder murder him on his own track? He ain't even say nothing biblical and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm looking. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be a, a friendly fellowship, whatever. And all y'all doing is bashing the man. Like, yeah, y'all said the production was good. And the the album was good, but then y'all act like the whole album was trash because y'all feel that Crit did better than Cray on his own album. I'm like, why is that? And then it went from them bashing him to man, Shy Lynn would never let this happen and this then blah, mm. blah 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. And I just felt like, man, I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of haters. I don't even want to be at IHOP no more. <laughs> yeah. Let me get my food to go. You know, I didn't order hate. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta, I'm, trying, I'm trying to learn more yeah. about the culture myself. And because, you know, all I did was produce for secular artists. Yeah. I'm trying to get into this. And these guys is like, man, you got to listen to this, 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 and this. And it was just. Yeah that's that's even another thing man like with christian hip-hop like we get on if we get into the politics and people saying well what's really christian hip-hop how mm -hmm. is it really done and you got people yeah. snitching talking about or not snitching but like well, i don't like the way they do things and they start bad mouthing other people and then um you got people that come from different denominations mm. and yeah. so one yeah. denomination is predominant in christian hip-hop and they kind of trickle it down and now this is the way everything's supposed to be yeah. done yeah. and if it's not done that way then it's not the right way and then you got people in this oh, bro. so i got the last question before we go and it doesn't have it doesn't need an answer I just want you to think about it what's worse what's worse for us and what is the um worst okay so what's worse the person posing as a christian rapper or the person authentically being themselves and living in sin which is worse mm. Ooh. and which which one is is bad for us more bad for us i mean assuming we do have some authentic christian rappers out there right i mean because they can be authentic and can be themselves and but I'm saying somebody who doesn't even believe that they're a Christian, they know they're just out there doing whatever they want to do, but they're posing as a Christian rapper or they're they're some way like living in. Well, they're living. Oh. Okay, uh, they're, they're living one way, 
in front of us but behind closed doors they're living a totally different way and they're not even it's not even a struggle for them they just flat out don't I care think, i would think chance fits in the second category the one where he's like sinning and he's yeah. like you know authentic through it yeah yeah so which one is worse for us it's like pick your poison i think i think um i think what's worse for the person is mm-hmm. the first one yeah mm-hmm. For that person, I don't know how. No, I'm talking about the people that I know. But I'm saying, starting with that person, Mm -hmm. is worse for the first person. It's worse for the first person to be to be living as a Christian for the person for the for the body. It's hard because it's like it could be people right now that's out here that's going hard and behind scenes they jacking people up and committing all kinds of fornication and everything and people being totally delivered by their music because they're just the lyric. I mean, it's it's tough. It's scary. Um, But then when it gets put out in the public, then it, it, I guess that impact of oh he was really doing this behind closed doors I will guess hurt it, it will hurt the community so more. So I would have to say the first one, man, because like you said, it's everything that's in the dark is going to come to the light. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing the wrong and you're doing the nasty and you got no business, and then you're putting on the fake, either two things I feel like is going to happen: either the lifestyle you're portraying is going to convict you, mm-hmm. and you're eventually going to give in, yeah, or you're you know going to continue doing what you're doing and then it gets exposed and then now everything I, I got a question to bring this all back mm-hmm. if we are aware of people who are the first kind of person mm-hmm. should we be snitching on them well I believe, I believe we should go to them in private and talk to them yeah absolutely in private we I should talk totally to them agree. in private say what well okay I have to go based off scripture if I have a problem with my brother First of all, it'd be, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be messy for me to get on Twitter because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Exactly. But if there was a way I could contact my brother and say, hey, look, man, look, this is A, this is B, this is C. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you're you showing the claim to be a believer. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's what you're really trying yeah. to be, but this is what scripture says. Maybe yeah. we can hash something out. At that point, if Brush still wants to be reckless, yeah. then, you know. Snatcher. I think your witness falls on deaf ears when you publicly humiliate or embarrass somebody or that's the attempt, right? Or that's the way it looks. Mm-hmm. But if you DM somebody or you call them up and say, hey, I had a this, this, that, and the other, I respect that so much more. I really respect okay, that so much more. if it doesn't work? If it doesn't work, um, then it doesn't work. Like, I told you that we had an artist who was um, sending us their music the wrong way, right? And they emailed all of us together, like Rapzilla, DJ Wado, um, DJ Tony Tone. All of us were on the same email. And I was just like, I hit them back and I saw that one person replied and was like, don't spam me, don't send me this. And he replied to all, right? I, he wanted everybody to see that he was publicly bashing this guy. I did a reply to him and was like, hey bro, I made these mistakes earlier on when I was sending out our content for advertisement. I was like, you might want to blind carbon copy people, right? So that it doesn't look like you're spamming them so that they can actually receive your email because nowadays so many filters are set up, people might not even have received this email. I got you. He didn't respond to me. I got you. But But I did that in love. This is a little more serious than that. It is. What if you know that some of the music we play on the show Mm -hmm. is made by a person that is false? Do you expose it? Do you stop playing the music? Do you intentionally carve out their uh, influence on this industry purposefully? What do you do? So the good thing about it is I actually had this happen to me like a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. A, A brother in Christ came to me and was like, hey, I know that you have a a platform where you might be playing this artist. I'm not trying to 
bash this person publicly, but I just want you to pray for them and then check out their Instagram post and see what you think, mm. right? And for me, I looked at it and I was like, yo, definitely praying for this brother. It seems like he's going through some things. We'll lift him up. And there, but that's but still, there, that's but there is public. a- I'm talking about somebody who is pretending. They have everyone fooled, but you know oh. that they're fake. I don't know that person. So. Oh, you don't. Hands down, take out the mic. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that. What I mean, responsibility you have do we to deal have? With a lot of backlash with it. Like, let's say you decide to take the route of, well, I'm not going to play their music. I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but I'm not going to play the music or support them. And if you have a platform, somebody's going to raise the question. Hey, why don't you play this song anymore? Do you answer the question as in, well, I just don't support his music because I know what it does behind closed doors. We or, always blame Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, always blame DJ Jeremiah when there's a problem. I think what he's getting at is ultimately these things are going to come to a head and something's going to have to be spoken about because I even feel convicted because it's like, man, what if I'm the person that, you know, you're one of those like, let's say you're one of those gatekeepers and, you know, you're the make or break and you find out this guy is doing the most and he's not living the way he's supposed to live and you know everything that's happening behind the scenes. I wouldn't say public ridicule is not the way to go. Um, but if it did get nasty to the point to where, let's say you pulled the guy's music, then he just went on the door. Oh, well, track stars don't even like my stuff no more. You know, no, 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 no. Well, first of all, already he's an already kind of exposed his character. Secondly, you know, so it's really you playing chess. Yeah. You know, you've already exposed this person's character. And then now you can go forward and be like, okay, well, you know, it's not even about protecting your name or protecting your brand it's just you know just be real like we have certain standards here at track stars you know and then like we just know according to this person's ministry some of the things that they're doing just does not line up with what we have it's some very unfortunate you know and then people can draw the lines where they want to draw the lines at so i mean if ultimately it came to that point there's a way to lovingly rebuke somebody so you're just saying be professional with it yeah i mean like i mean you got i mean i think loving rebukes is something that we don't have a lot of especially in my generation yeah. Like me being a young person, I'm 28. Oh, then you're gonna be considered a hater. Yeah, you considered a hater mm-hmm. if you lovingly rebuke somebody. Yeah. And so sometimes, I mean, here at Track Stars, we would like to say that we would not no longer play this type of music <laughs> on our radio show. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is something that we've actually really had to deal with over the years. But um, yeah. Anyway, just 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 a thought, just just to, you know, put it out there. Uh, speaking of Jeremiah, he's really upset that we talked about uh, Takashi without him. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, he's very upset oh, about okay. that. He's like, y'all gonna talk about him when I ain't there? Don't yes, go on yes, vacation. Yes, yes. Yeah, easy. Um, so if you uh, notice the difference with today's show, just know that Jeremiah is very important to what we do mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, we could pretend to fill this spot, but there's no filling Jeremiah's spot. He's he's he does a lot for this show. Uh, so you know, shout well, out my Jeremiah. Spot can be filled, though, right? Yeah, mine that's too. Kind of, I mean, I'm when I'm gone, y'all don't miss a beat. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, no, don't work. but seriously, uh, Jeremiah is very, very important to the show. So, uh, give him a shout out. He's on here. Uh, tell him what's up. Um, and they'll what's be back. Uh, him and Maya will be back soon. So let's get back into it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantan, and DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. 